The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. It's a dangerous love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gonna this town tonight. Welcome to the Formula Sports Talk. We are live on a Tuesday morning. It is should I give the date? Because we can go worldwide. August 21st. Yeah, we'll keep it green we so keep that it nobody green. knows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I, You are hearing my voice first. You've heard Alex for the past, was it, three weeks? Which you did a good job, Alex. Uh, I appreciate it. So, uh, he I, did. I, I he think did you a did a good job. job. I don't know. He did, Deborah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you. I'll vote, I'll vote a yes on that. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> good Thank job. You. We have a lot to talk about, but we do have a full house, the usual full house. Cindy's from, she's back from... Tampa, Florida. Or did you say Tampa? Florida? Tampa and Miami. And Miami. So she's no, down south. Mickey and Goofy. And yeah. Did, Fit right in, huh? Well, we checked out the Marlins Stadium. and Was it, it everything? It is um, only valid in Miami. Um, but I'm impressed with the Marlins. They did um, marketing. They took marketing to reach out to their clientele, and it's perfect in Miami. They had, like, I would say 95% of the fans in that game, and they played the Dodgers. Ninety-five percent were Marlins fans. They had a great time. They were supportive. Well, they had to do that. Marketing was key. Yeah. Whoever, whoever their marketing director yeah. is, had to be key because with the coaching and his comments early in the season, and then nobody's going to watch the Marlins, so they had to bring in Reyes and a, and a few other people. And, they, and they've traded, had some trades since then. Um, but they, whoever's the marketing director is, had to do an outstanding job. They did an job. amazing job. Well, we got Deborah and uh, Alex in the studio as well. Deborah, anything? Uh, working on a couple products right now, actually uh, doing some research and building some products that are going to be online products, both for guys going into their pro days and combines that uh, I know we're not there yet, but getting ready for it. And then also oh, for... Oh, we're uh, we always there. It, well, that's true. That's true. And then also for uh, parents of autistic children um, to be able to know how to manage themselves, their own energy and their thoughts so that it can... Uh, better be able to uh, work with their children, both the sibling of the autistic child and the autistic child as well. Which is good stuff. I, I can guarantee you every senior on campus right now, collegiate campus, is thinking about their pro day. They are. Right now. They should be. They haven't even played the first game, which right. is another seven days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good. College football is starting up, which is, to me, is the most pure football out there mm-hmm. um, and when you get into the NFL. But we do hunger for the NFL, and that's starting up. Mm-hmm. Very soon. I think one more preseason. Uh, we'll get in some Cardinals talk. We'll talk about the Masters. We'll talk about the baseball. Uh, we have Alex in the studio. What's going on? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, ready for football Just season. Got your hands all on your in front of you. Got two ladies in front of you scratching your nuts. I was not. I was <laughs> not. I appreciate it, though. I was readjusting. I do appreciate that, though. Readjusting? That's not the same thing. Uh, is this manliness going? <laughs> Cranking Welcome up. back, Kwame. It's good to see you. Just cranking up, so to speak. It's good to see you. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get let's get to good one, Deb. What uh, what did what'd you say? I said he was just cranking up, getting ready for the show. Oh, okay. 
Mm. You will do it in different ways, all right? Hey, there's a bathroom right over here. Cross the hall, right there. Uh. That's Kwamala Sports Talk. 888-346-9144 if you want to join us. Again, we're talking about the Masters. We're talking about baseball. Um, talking about Augusta. We're talking about Augusta. What's the difference? <laughs> Masters oh, not that Masters. We're not it's talking not about Masters. Master. Masters is a golf tournament. Yeah. All right, don't y'all ever correct me again on air. Not live. Okay, then I'm going to have to leave now. Masters <laughs> Master is a golf rules. tournament, but yeah, we're going to talk about Augustus. Uh, let's, let's get right into that then. Women, uh, the first women, two women that's uh, allowed to join Augusta, and I'm, I'm glad we got a male and two females, two, fe- two males, two females in here. Mm-hmm. For a different uh, opinion on it, uh, let me get you, ask you guys what you think on it. Deborah, I'll start with you. Yes. What do you think about the two uh, females joining, and why those two females? <clears throat> I have so many mixed opinions about this thing. It's it's crazy. I do too, but I'll start with you. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. I have opinions. They're just mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, two females, yes. Uh, way late, yes. Um, I'd be curious as to the reason as to why now. I mean, certainly there was a lot of uh, pressure being put on them uh, to make a decision. You know, these particular women have, uh, you know, they put in for this about five years ago for the consideration. I remember and that. these are very elite women. They're not the normal businesswoman, you know, that can afford it and all that kind so of stuff. They're Cindy, very elite. Like somebody off the street, a female, couldn't join. What if she just had, she had money and she can join the Masters? Uh, and I don't even know what they pay. They might be um, different type of members just to have female in there. And, and I'm, I'm with you. I got well, different. And we go back to the money issue of this, too, which is really curious as to why now, why them. Um, you know, I'm curious that, uh, you know, they're, they're making this a publicity stunt, you yeah. know, to some extent uh, um, because they typically keep their membership very quiet they don't announce it do you think it had any anything to do with the uh, sponsors because when they five years ago when they had uh they said well we're going to stick to our guns there is no female this is a private club and by private is men only the only female working there are you better be in their kitchen cooking or cleaning up right and that's the way it was which is like back in the 90s when if you can't carry a bag then you don't belong right um and they didn't have sponsors so they they had um they ran their own commercials. Uh, they actually they just talked about the masters. They didn't have any sponsors or anything like that. So I think it had to do a lot with sponsors of being able to get the uh, different commercials and, and, and different well, sponsors from every arguments. other golfer in there. There were right. some arguments at this masters. There were some sponsors that were talking about pulling. I think IBM was one of the ones that they were talking about um, that were saying it needs to be. Well, look at how many women are running corporations now yeah. in major, major, you know, lead roles in corporations. Ten so years ago, sense. ten years ago, one of the higher ups uh, of IBM was a woman which tried mm-hmm. to get in and they wouldn't let her in. So I think that's probably where the connection is there. I Augusta opened in 1932. The first African American member was allowed in in 1990. So obviously their time frame is on is their own, and they have every right to because it's a private club, right. and because this is this is not the only male all male club. This is not there's all female clubs too. What I don't understand, and I, I was thinking about this, is Condoleezza Rice. Okay, that's fine. You know, that's a great. She's an African American woman. So they okay, so, so if you, right. so, so if you're it's trying to do that, yeah. fair. Why not allow Annika Sorostam and Kari Webin, two women that actually have something to do with golf, yeah. even if they don't play one, if they don't have one single stroke uh, on the course at Augusta? 
wouldn't that make more sense? If you really want to get to female golfers, wouldn't that make more sense? Great point. I like that. Um, why not those two? Not those right. who plays golf, who know more golf. About, more about golf than Connelly's and Rice and whoever. Probably ninety percent of men at that club. But but how do you decide that you had to fill two? You had to fill quotas anyway. So I'm gonna get a woman. I'm gonna get a female right. and an African American woman, whatever she is. Yeah. Uh, so what's their criteria for is. membership? Aren't period. Most, and yeah. then how do these women fit into their criteria? It would be interesting to know. Aren't most of the actual members of Augusta businessmen and and that type of person as sure. opposed to golfers sure I'm, i understand we, should, we that. can make an assumption we don't know right, right. see i right. understand that but if you're gonna if you're gonna cross the boundary if you're gonna cross the bridge with this make it worth it she you was know? Sec- she was secretary of state so does that qualify she's not anymore I, I don't, she's a good golfer well, she's though, uh, I, I, I yeah she's a professional yeah she is a good golfer she's a really good golfer okay. yeah and she and uh darla moore who's a, a financier i mean they're both very very good golfers gonna be six months pregnant she's a better golfer than Connelisa. But yeah. absolutely yeah. but absolutely. again i go back yeah isn't the, and the, it's the interesting core? that you bring up six months pregnant <laughs> who's six months pregnant <laughs> who's six months pregnant no i'm, I'm looking at cindy like <laughs> She did say she was losing weight. I didn't know she was six months pregnant. <laughs> Alrighty then. Um, but no, is it the the core of the membership of Augusta, aside from the masters part of it, is mostly businessmen anyway. So why would you jump in and, and put in a professional woman golfer when the core of the membership at this point is more businessmen with the financial backgrounds well, and, and not because, professional golfers. If you're trying to if you're trying to make a statement like maybe this was forced, maybe it's time like media and and people had enough say now to where they had to let women in, even though maybe the they didn't want to 100. percent Why not make the biggest splash possible and make it iconic feature, uh, figures of the female golf world? I want to well, know the panel who who came down, who sat around the table. And, and decided these two women. I was like, how did you decide these two women? Now they, they're in. So I also have mixed feelings uh, on both sides. These two women, uh, and it goes back to Alex's point. Why not some professional golfers who's retired who can play golf and they should be there first, other than anybody. So it's a more prestige thing. I think it's like the, who you are. Did they put in an are. application or whatever the process mm-hmm. is right. in order to even be considered? Because unless you go through the process, and you're not even part Shouldn't of the consideration. Shouldn't I have a place to go to where it's all men? Well, that, and see, and I can argue that aspect of it as well. You know, women women have a different conversation than men do. So why is it such a big deal that there's a men's club or a women's club? Well, there was, it's, well, there was one here in uh, Arizona. It was called Southern Dunes, and they changed the name twice, Royal Dunes. Now it's back to Southern Dunes. It was all men's course. And if you can pay for it, the membership, then it was all right, men. Right. So eventually they started letting women in, and then they started giving – and that was only on Sundays because men was watching football. Right. And, and they, they said you can only play this certain time. Yeah, right. I, well here's the thing. I mean it's like it's like if it's like if Wimbledon or Roland Garros or or a club like that was private and it was men or women only. Because it's such a because it has a huge tournament there every year for its respective sport, it's obviously more magnetized magnified. And now in my opinion, I don't think they should have let them in. I'm going to tell you why. I think that if you've done this for so long, it almost automatically seems forced that you're letting women in now. And that's no, that's not saying women are inferior, that's not saying anything bad, but stick to your guns. You've been doing it for 80 years, why why change now? Why in the age of media and Twitter and everything where every little... Did this uh, go to the Supreme Court and everything uh, five years ago? Because um, there, there so, are women gyms I can't go in. Well, that's it's all the thing. About the I, look, I look at this. It, it is. I think it's right. all about and, well, and the prestige of having a former Secretary of State as part right. of your club. Right. 
Um, I don't think that that's it because if they wanted just the prestige of having someone, they could have pulled in any man of prestige. And but he's not not a woman. It was a woman. It's not a woman. It's a when wo- it's a woman now, but that's changing the whole. But if you want the prestige thing, you don't have to necessarily the prestige go thing to was a always woman. There. But I think it's about the money. I think it's about the change. Everything's about the money. It's, every, it's all about the yeah. money. Yeah. The, pres- the, pres- the masters, the prestige thing was always there, but they was pressured to put a woman in. So they said, we're not going to do it. So they ran their own commercials, which they just show master, old masters highlights. Uh, so now they have a woman in, and it becomes like, who's who selected these women, and why these women? Um, how you come to? And why did an it take five years in order for five years to make the decision? Okay, if you stick to your guns. So when it comes back to me now, they was making a lot of money off. What you watching the masters? You made a lot of money. It was kind of like the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. For a 60-second commercial, they made millions of dollars. Right. So why not get that back and, and you know, w- whatever you can do with that money to uh, make the Masters that much better? I think it came down to the money, but it, I, I do have, on the other side of it, there has to be a place where men can go. There has to be a place where women can go. Absolutely. I don't like women in the locker room and, and, and men's locker room. I don't like it at all. Doing the interviews and right. that kind of stuff. It but changes the entire dynamic. I can't go into a woman's locker room. As a person who's done interviews in a man's locker room, I don't like being there. I didn't like going in. When I worked for right. the Dodgers radio station, I had to go in and get postgame quotes, and I didn't like being there because the guys mm-hmm. acted differently when women were in there, too. But I that's the thing. Guys, it changes the entire dynamics of a room when there's men and women as opposed to just men or just women. Right. Yeah. Well, and this has opened up the floodgates now because it either is or it isn't. It's either all male like club or it's not. Guys. Now, <laughs> saying what, about money, what you were saying, um, if you look at the menu, the food menu at Augusta National, beer still costs $2. There's an egg salad sandwich on the menu that hasn't been on the menu since 1946 anywhere else. $1.50. Turkey sandwich, $1.50. They are great they, they do not. They do not... Um, just take and take $9 draft beers, $12 sandwiches, like all these sponsors and everything. They take care of their of their members. Well, you know what? I play in a lot of private courses out here in Arizona, different places, and they, their prices are like that. Most times they, they're free, and it comes with your membership, whatever, right. whatever, you whatever, whatever, yeah. membership. whatever the membership yeah, yeah. is. So they don't really have to make money. I don't even know if the Masters, was char- the uh, Augusta would charge. Well, it's more for the Masters than anything because you can up, you can up 100%. You can Easily. charge people anything, yeah. and they pay for it yeah. because they're hungry and they're thirsty on the course. I know on every three holes on most private courses that you have an opportunity to get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. There's some type of snack there, and then on the turn, on the ninth, uh, there's a there's a cabin or something right there where you can get whatever you want, and they won't allow you to tip because most of the time that stuff is built into your membership. Right. But you know, you talk. It's all about taking care of their members. Taking care of members. Right. After you spend yeah. ninety million dollars on on uh, membership. Yeah, it's probably so. Easy. That's a little. I mean. Yeah. So I yeah. can give you so one hundred a dollar fifty for a sandwich and stuff like that. Anyway. Yeah. Three eggs a, d- a week gives you cancer anyway. So. That's right. Get the so, yolks yeah, out. Get, yeah, <laughs> get all that stuff out of your system, uh, Cindy. That's your that's your health quote for the day, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Eggs, eggs are one. I have white. Whites are okay. Mm-hmm. Are whites okay? No, whites are never okay. Yeah, really. What goes, Cindy? <laughs> Jeez. Okay, I'm getting up and as leaving if, again. As if I twice have in this door show. open. I know. I'm at least right I have. So wait a minute. I'm white and I'm a woman and I'm Egg fucking white. old on top of it. <laughs> how do you get into the? How do you get in here? I, I, no you know what? I'm no putting yokes. a limit. I'm putting a limit at the door. Out of here. <laughs> really? Right. I'm already looked at as a racist. Now I have. Now I have a counterpart here. Aryan. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Aaron. You no just yolks, let your hair grow. No yolks. Anyway. Yeah, no okay. yolks on the show. Well, I don't know. Let, let's, let's follow <laughs> that. Let's, fo- I, let's wait to see what happens in the Masters uh, coming up. What's it, April? April? And, and see how, yeah, and see how these um, commercials go. 
<laughs> what? What? I just think it's hilarious. Oh my god. No, That's the yeah, go. Yeah, it is, and, and we got to stay on top of this. And congratulations well, one more comment to, uh, too. If we take Condoleezza and, and Darla, who are both, um, you know, very high qualified, they're also Bush very, they're, they're also very well spoken. Yes. I don't, so, I don't know what that means. Well, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying, if you're going to bring two women in that are going to now be speaking for women who can talk in an intelligent way, mm-hmm. th- um, that gets the message out to the other women in a very calm sense as to what this means. Let me see if I can get Why my not aunt, choose my aunt them? Get in. I don't say my aunt can get in. She's well spoken. There you go. But she don't do anything. And she's raw and real, I bet. Yeah. Which is much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? It, it's, it's all about the course. Let me say um, congratulations. I don't know if you guys watch Sergio mm. um, pull it off. A guy who can't sustain pressure played under a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and and was putting well. But he was hitting great shots into the green. He won, so now he's in the Ryder Cup, which is in Medina in mm. Chicago. Um, coming up, maybe we can get uh, Kenya to get us some tickets. Yeah, there you actually, go. I, you know, I, I almost, I think I can get tickets. It's my hometown. I'll yeah. hang out there. I think I can get yeah. tickets. It costs a lot. But you were talking about the food. The food is all taken care of. Once you're in there, you just get into those tents. Beautiful. It's thing. great. Yeah. Well, we did it with the, and, I, and we were talking off the air before that, The uh, even the open here in Arizona, <laughs> once you're in the tent, it's yeah, you got it. You paid $250 for a ticket. It's free it's after like that. Golf, I don't know. Well, I don't know who did it. Yeah. It is like that. Is there a tournament going on here? We, in there, yeah. we are drinking. We are sitting there. We got to take a break. But we are drinking, sitting there, and you eating all you want. I don't leave. Yeah. I don't even watch golf because more people in there you're talking to. If they right. could just get You're plush networking. toilets in there, we'd be sad. Right. Because you got to go out of the tent to use the restroom. Hey, this is Kwame Sports Talk. We'll come back. We got we do have Down and Dirty with Deborah. I don't know. We, we doing Clancy Corner? You better believe it. Clancy Corner's coming up. That's in the third segment. No, that's in the fourth segment, right? No, it's the second segment. Welcome back. No, no. no. <laughs> hey, we be back. we be back in a few. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Quarmelas Sports Talk. 888-346-9144. We were talking about the Masters, the Augusta, and women coming in. We do have a uh, Clancy Corners. I don't know if we want to do that right now. What do you guys think about football? Are you, are you ready for real football to uh, come back? 
Not I, no. I, I say real football. You not? No, I, I'm. I, I love not having any sports to watch. You baseball? <laughs> baseball hey. and their drug issues. I'm gonna get somebody to call in about their drug situation because um, <laughs> Milky Cabrera tried to manipulate the system, which I don't know if he was wrong or right. But you know, we probably get into that. He 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 vacated about seventy million dollars in a contract he would have got next year. This is the same guy who was playing in the minors, who was in the minors, and and was fortunate enough to get back. Um, and played well, and next year he was a free agent. Coming yeah, out. I mean he had 200 hits with the Royals two years ago, Yankees, and then I mean like he he was on the path to making to getting that last contract. Right. And they were saying they were saying Jason Stark was saying like five or six years, seventy or eighty mil, and now obviously that is gone. So I mean he was hitting like two forty with eight home runs a year for the two years before he hit two he home runs with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean. It, he almost got there. He almost cheated enough to get there. He almost didn't get caught. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying to win. Let's get into Clancy Corner. <laughs> Words to live by. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I guess that's a good segue. Uh, Roger Clemens, 50 years young, uh, has signed up with the Sugarland Skeeters of the, I think it's like a high school team. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, he's going to actually be pitching Saturday. Uh, I, what I think is that he sees the Hall of Fame ballot coming out this year with McGuire, Sose, and himself, I guess the, the steroid uh, uh, dream team, uh, none of which will get in. Okay, So the rule is in major leagues, you cannot be eligible to be on a Hall of Fame ballot until five years after you play your last major league game. If he happens to win three or four games in a row and gets brought up uh, as a publicity stump by some horrible team, I guess the Astros or, or somebody like that, he plays, pitches one game, throws three innings, gets 10, 10 hits, 12 runs off him, he can no longer be eligible for uh, the ballot for this year. So he thinks that five years from now people will forget that he, that he lied and cheated and, and got off uh, even though. And uh, I, I, he's delusional as he's always been. Uh, it's it's horrible to think that some guy that had such great numbers cheated. We, we, we lose sight of all of these amazing athletes that have never cheated, i.e. Albert Pujols is the one that comes to mind in recent baseball history who has hit over 20 home runs for every year in his career, which has never been done before. He gets questioned all the time. He made a whole he's 200, however many million dollars he got in this contract. He's never wavered. He's never been he's never been popped for steroids. Melky Cabrera, two good years, steroids. Now we always go, jump to that conclusion, and it'll be interesting to see what Roger Clemens does. He should have taken a coaching position, like say Brett Favre, given back to a baseball community. Say, you know what, my time is done in baseball, and I just want to give back to the game that I love so much, even though I cheated and, and made so many million dollars because of it. And I hope that he goes that route eventually. I hope he doesn't make it to the majors, and I hope he never gets into the Hall of Fame. Because that would be a travesty in and of itself. Um, you know, you know what? I, I never, I've never thought that guys to play that major league sport. Um, it's so much pressure put on sports that guys feel they have to cheat, even when they get contract. But I never thought that you had to cheat when you was already one of the best in the world. You were there. Work hard. I think guys that work hard maintain um, what they have, or or even get better at it. I'm not saying cheating like. Um, corner and a receiver, I'm holding you down the field, I'm going to hold you down the field because I'm running backwards. Um, I'm going to hold you if I can get away with that offensive line who hold on every play. That's not cheating. That's part of the game. Catch me if you can. So I'm thinking these guys who do the steroids and all that stuff, and then you have these on-the-edge medical labs and doctors who want to find a way to 
produce what you already have in your body. But if you have too much of what you already have in your body, it's called a steroid or it's called a HGH. Um, but I, I've never thought that guys who was on the major league level or the major sport level should cheat. And guys often do because they, they create some type of pressure for themselves. Like um, A-Rod in, you well, know, he talking about the contracts well, he have. Yeah. But you made a, you made a good point in, in saying that, uh, I, I, well, I don't like the Brett Favre comparison because Brett Favre was never done. He was always trying to come back. But I know what you were saying. Uh, you made a good point. Clemens didn't want to associate, associate himself with uh, Sosa and McGuire, McGuire and those guys coming up. But he, what he should have done is take a coaching position, take his name off the ballot, and come back five years because people are going to forget. Because if you like them then, you're not going to say he cheated if he got away with it through Congress. Yeah. And what is playing? He's playing for the Sugarland Skeeters. I mean, what is playing with these kids who they're not? They're playing for an independent league. They're not good enough to make even a minor league team. And they get two hundred and fifty a, a game. They're, yeah, they're. They're not, what is he going to prove by playing in this league? Nothing that he can throw. And I think it's, it's to Alex's point that he they, they go back to, well, I don't want to be associated with those guys. I want my name off the ballot, so I'm going to play. I can wait another five years. Right. I get a job somewhere coaching. You know, if Clemens came back into the league right now, he's not going to be playing baseball in five years. So let me get my name off this ballot. Uh, maybe if I can get on somewhere and pitch a few games or maybe the rest of this year, you mentioned the Astros. Then I'm off the ballot, so I gotta wait another five years, just so we can forget that he was um, in the midst of a huge um, steroid scandal. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also relevancy. Uh, you know, he's um, he's not relevant anymore. From now on, he will not be relevant ever again, except for every year when, when the Hall of Fame ballot comes up for the next. I think it's 15 years you can be you're on the ballot for, and then you get taken off. The steroid thing, I think that baseball is now soaked with players that have to use steroids to be able to become relevant in the minor leagues it's so competitive there's single a double a triple a there's far there's like there's so many levels you have to get through to show yourself there's a thousand of each player and the ones that juice are the ones that make it seemingly to the majors i'm not i'm not saying everybody but i'm saying it's becoming more and more apparent that that's the case more than not and then you can choose to stop taking steroids once you get that contract once you get picked up by a major league team but your performance going to go down because sure. if you use that steroids and, and you're going to get hurt barry bonds mm-hmm. took steroids took steroids took steroids stopped and his body was done. Same with A-Rod. Ever since he got popped, he's never played a full season again. That's what would happen when you asked, you know, why do you stop taking steroids once you make that contract? Because your body's going to shut down. Well, mentally, they depended on that stuff. People think they can't do that without the steroids. People think I can't play a good basketball game if I don't eat three bags of Skittles. Right. Mentally, they depend on that stuff, and, and they really don't. Just work hard. Whatever got you there, keep doing that and do more. What if it's steroids? It could be. Because I mean, like, what if cause steroids makes your body uh, recover faster and it makes it plateau at, at that at that level? So I'm not it, once you that. stop taking that and, and you and you pull a hammy or you or you strain something, it takes that much longer for it to come back once it, once you stop taking steroids. Because so when do you go back to the cause of why guys are taking guys, gals, whatever, are taking steroids? Um, and continue to be able to do it and get away with it because the slap on the hand is so minor and the payoff for taking it and playing at a higher level is so great sure. that until the, the, the punishment is greater than the reward, they're going to keep doing some, it. Some punishment, I'm, go, I'm glad you brought that up, some punishments are not even greater than the reward. So what do you guys think about this situation when the guy gets knocked uh, for steroids and his team is independent? I was listening to some um, 
conversations on um, a few days ago about that. Like, what what would you do? You just penalized that guy, but he helped that team get into first place. Right. So how do you penalize the team for that? Right. It's never going to be a foolproof plan. You know, I think that, number one, you suspend him for a year and you void his contract. Well, that's, that's the thing, first taking offense. away the money. We'll yeah, so, yeah, right. Yeah. But, I mean, you void Make it. Make hurt. So, say that was the first year of his $80 million contract that he got next year, say, uh-huh. hypothetically speaking. He gets popped, you suspend him for a year, and that contract is null and void. Make your own money. You're a cheater. You know, 50 games is not going to do jack. If this if this was game two... Especially when you keep getting paid. Yeah, so right. Knows, yeah, so, right. So, so it doesn't year, matter. That so year, you have a vacation yeah, for yeah. 50 days, so and that, you're getting paid hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. They, when, when they Where's get the downside? When they get 50-game uh, suspension, they don't get paid. They don't get paid. They don't get paid. But you come it's back, only 50 games, and baseball is 162-plus mm. games. Uh, so it doesn't... I mean, that's a good... It is a vacation. It is a couple months off. Uh, what is yeah. it? A month and two weeks. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, oh. you're also getting paid. You're getting paid, say, two million dollars this year. You take that month and a half out. You're still getting one point eight million dollars that you're getting paid. So it doesn't matter if fifty games suspend him for a year, void the contract. You have to first offense. This can't be like a, oh second offense. You get a hundred games. That's still not a full year. No tolerance. Yeah, I mean, and that's the only way it's going to change, if anything. Okay, so there is a problem with the. Steroids in Major League Baseball. There's a problem with steroids in uh, Major League major sports. How do you how do you punish? Um, let's let's go to Milky Cabrera. How do you punish the the Giants? How do you punish? And you can be biased, and oh, I could be biased and say I'm a Diamondbacks fan. How did my team now get in? And this he, is two years in a row with Ryan Braun last year. Exactly. In the playoffs. But they found. But look, well, look what they're doing. They blaming it on somebody else. They're not blaming it on that I took it. They're not taking onus on that I took the steroids. And they, they just said, like last year, Braun said it was a UPS guy or the FedEx guy who took too it's long to take too home. Late. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's not. You can't vacate wins like in college football. It, it, you just can't do I, that. I don't, I'm not a fan of vacating wins anyway because it does. Well, nothing then how do you punish the team? You charge them money. You you ha- I mean, but you have to not, put the onus no, on the team no. yeah, to watch too. what they're doing. You have to give how there has to be some how? credibility. That's what they do drug testing. I don't know. For. No, 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 no. I, don't I know. I'm asking the team. How would you put onus on the team? You hear some. Here's some. Here's a my opinion. I should say. Um, money. Okay. That doesn't okay. Money for this reason. Now you can't go out there and get that that big free agent because you lose a lot of money and you can't sign somebody coming out of high school. You know they breed these guys from ninth grade on. They watching these guys from ninth grade to um, their senior year. Okay. Now the Diamondbacks, who's are not the, the Diamondbacks, I think are four games out because San Fran beat the they five games out. San Fran beat uh, the Dodgers yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. San Fran, who's been cheating, Milky Cabrera, who helped them get there, take um, five games from away from now. So now they're not you in can't. You can't take. You I'm can't make you, it. I'm giving you, you my opinion. Okay. This guy helps. The, he helped them win. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm not saying this is concrete because so I don't know. Can, I, don't, I don't know. Can you not take the wins necessarily, but take his stats out of the picture and then refigure it somehow? Well, if you take his stats, then this guy single-handedly. I think he had nine home runs. But against pulling him out instead of vacating nine wins. Nine home runs is a lot of home yeah, runs. Yeah, but, but you, you don't want you, you don't want you don't want replay, but you want to start using right, your computer right. to, to figure out wins. You can't do that. This is the flaw of baseball. This is the competitive nature of trying to get into the league. This is what comes with it. This is the stigma that comes with it. I don't think that there's any way that you can do anything except for the individual play. This is more of a team. This is a team sport too. You know, it's not like a coach knows. 
And I, you know what? I, I don't know. Okay, I mean, it'd be like really, going back to I the agent and saying, "Agent, we're going to punish you because your guy is taking drugs and right. stuff." Whenever well, the agent he would be the only one that I would punish. Well, the agent washed his hands off and said, "I had nothing to do with this." Right. Now you got a guy like Milky Cabrera who knocks uh, Willie Mays out the who never t- that we know of has haven't took any drugs mm-hmm. or enhancement to help his baseball game. Knocks him out the record books. Now, what do you do with that? It's the same thing with get the Hall of Fame. Same, oh. same now you're gonna have a, you're gonna have two Hall of Fame uh, situation status in the in the uh, in the game. Asterisk, those who play in the Hall of Fame era, I mean Sterro's era, mm-hmm. with an asterisk by the name and probably never took it, but you played in this era. Mm-hmm. You know, well, we, we, we'll quickly finish this up and we'll get back because we do have down and dirty and several. This is down and dirty with Deborah, Cormelas Sports Talk. We'll be back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. Now, some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. I'll get you. You can try and read my lyrics. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. We are live 888-346-9144. Call in if you want to be a part of the show real quick. We do have this segment down and dirty with Deborah. But real quickly, let me ask you guys. Oh, we... 50-game suspension, Milky Cabrera is done, and that's just him. We talked to Roger Clemens in, the, in Clancy's Corner last segment. But this guy's done. Real quickly, I'll start with Alex, and we'll go get to Cindy. What do you think should be done for the uh, punishment? Because as a Diamondback fan, and I'm talking about me, my team should be punished for that. And I'm just being a fan because I'm a fanatic. Sure. I'm just being a fan. So how does one guy who had nine home runs against my team or the team here in Arizona, and then his team, the uh, the Giants, San Francisco Giants, don't get punished for it. Yeah, I now he got punished, but he's already put his team in position to probably win a pennant if they can beat the um, Dodgers it's or nat- get or be a wild card. It's the nature of the beast, and you gotta you just gotta accept that. That's just one of the wild cards that you have to deal with when it comes to baseball. Me accepting the nature, if this is the nature of the beast, and me accepting that, meaning I'm not gonna do anything about this error or this this tragedy that he, that's going on. Yeah, I mean. The Diamondbacks aren't a World Series team this year. No. Okay, so but if, if say I were the say this was you know the say the Red Sox were in contention and the Yankees 
were you know five games up and then two two of their guys got popped, I would actually be upset about it. I think this is just it's just unlucky that two years in a row the Ryan Braun scandal and then this year Melky Cabrera was not didn't hit like sixty home runs and one hundred ninety RBIs. He was he was a good player. He was their best offensive player, but the Giants offense. Isn't always the best. NOS doesn't have to be. It's all about pitching. Right. Good so, is good enough if you in a lineup. If you can do what you got to do, and he did what he did. So really I don't know. To, I, I go back. Team. What I say. I mean, you give him a, a a year, a year ban for his contract. Deborah, um, I know the Diamondbacks are not in a World Series team, but once you get in playoff, anything can happen. Right. But this guy's put his team in position to push the uh, the Diamondbacks out. So, in your opinion. Yeah, um, man, it's a tough one again. You know, I look at uh, any team sport is still made up as the individual, and the individual is the one that made the decision to cheat in a way that he's cheating himself and his team, and he's the one that needs to be punished and punished hard, which could include taking the money away, taking any um, ability for him to have any endorsements whatsoever. Um, I don't know what all that they can put into contracts. Uh, there's certainly the peer pressure that goes along with it of, you know, dude, look what you just did to the rest of us by not being available to play. Um, I don't know. There is no perfect answer. Cindy, the Giants take over NL West with the help of Milky Bear's performance. <laughs> what do you think? Um, and me, I'm a Dodgers fan, so they're taking it away from the Dodgers in that respect. Um, but again, like what you said, it's an individual. It's a team sport, but it's individuals performing on their own. What oh, so so Manny Ramirez didn't do this two years ago when he came to the Dodgers. <laughs> he did with, with well, female hormones too. Like, ooh. and you know, it. But what do you? How you? Money take away their money, take away their ability to play and their career. I. Money, money, you definitely. Got it, money, you, definitely, because those guys play for money, and that's the reason why he was cheating to get that big contract for next year because he was a free agent. Definitely money, but the team has to be punished also. Yeah, I mean, the biggest fallacy about Major League Baseball is that not everything is incentive-based. When you get a guaranteed contract, then it doesn't matter. You can hit zero that's only, and never that's play again. Certain, that's certain sports. Baseball yeah. is very incentive-based. Yeah, that's certain sports. Mm-hmm. Well, baseball is guaranteed, too. There's guaranteed, but there's also incentive-based for playing certain amount of games, for hitting certain amount of... Okay. For and achieving and certain... And 94 is when they had the strikes, and baseball had to come back, so mm-hmm. Sosa and McGuire went on this run, and they allowed those guys to do steroids yeah. if they did steroids. But can they, you not take a guarantee and a contract and put an addendum to it, that, except for if, <laughs> yeah. this if this happens and it's proven in oh, court or whatever, I that guarantee, guarantee goes away? I trust, trust me, I, I, I bet you... Contracts now, and I'll be re- rewritten. Oh, they'll be getting bigger. Yeah. They are, they are <laughs> bigger different. Bigger and more they, clauses. And, and clauses are, you'll have like five or extra pages on right, right. if Just you like do this. Just like with the NFL with right. the concussion issues mm-hmm. and that. Yeah. Do you, test you have to them? sign off for, um, yes, I would test more them. More often? And then pull, um, immediately, like have the onus be on well, the team? Well, in football, so if we team, always got somebody in the locker room that, okay, you at your locker, they tap you on the shoulder, I need you to mm. come pee in a cup. Go pee in a cup, yeah. yeah. But I is there... And if you people, already been popped, you're going to get tested every week. And people right. in baseball, there's been word that people have had people take the tests for them. Well, I mean, that's um, cheating. That goes back to what Alex said. You're cheating. You don't get somebody But there has test. to be more accountability somewhere. It, it does. And I don't know. See, these are grown men on all, on all levels um, in every sport. How much do the team take owners of? Him being a, a man and him being accountable to the rest of the 22 guys that's on that on that ball club, right. which goes back to the peer pressure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, going yeah. back to it, it's it's ridiculous to think that you can have zero 
have zero uh, uh, variability in what's what's being taken by somebody, what's not being taken by somebody, who's cheating, who's not. It's just not. It's, again, well, the and, nature of the beast. I don't want to hang on to one thing. There's no big brother thing where you can just watch everything that's going on. It's... No, but doing a drug test the right way is like Kwame said. They tap you on the shoulder. You go to an area yeah. mm-hmm. where right. it's, I mean, that's not, it's you and the cup, and that's it. There is no way of cheating, right, and so. you had no opportunity to flush your system because a lot of guys, <laughs> if they're going to go, and we found this in construction too. I mean, they would flood their system with fluid to try to get as much out so the test tests could for marijuana. Be, right. What well, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Marijuana, you can't. It don't doesn't that bring you down? Well, that like could mel- be, mellows you out. Well, that could be helping. Yeah. That could be focus saving their. That could be saving their ass with you getting in trouble. Say, say, God forbid, somebody you know has a horrible injury, par- paralyzing injury. They get they have out they have weed in their system, and they're like, oh, well, the team didn't care enough to test about that. I played for three teams, and I know guys that practice high. Well, I'm sure it helps. I'm sure it helps you. I'm sure it helps your cover. Yeah, right. again, it depends on what you get used to. Yeah, and yeah. I say, and if, it, if it's a type <laughs> exactly. of drug, if it's a drug exactly. that has a residual effect too, yeah. that you need more of it in order to stay in that state. Yeah, so I don't know, um, Cindy. To one of the things Cindy was mentioning was, you know, some of those guys taking it for them. It depends. You, anybody can be paid off. Anybody can be paid off. Yeah. I, I, regardless of people, after a while, people saying, "Here's the cup, go take the I, test." I got a cup in my hand. I'm the P guy. I got right. a cup in my hand. I go to uh, way to dream big. Yeah, I'm, I'm the P guy. <laughs> I'm the P. I'm a scientist too. So uh, <laughs> I'm the P guy. I'm tired of going into this locker room. So really, I'm you, Alex. I'm tired of going into this locker room and these twenty guys making millions of dollars, and I'm testing their P. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to pass this physical? You want to pass this? Uh, yeah, I got to wait for it's you. It's necessary. Yes. Yeah. Me a few. You got to come on in. One last thing. I'm sorry. This oh, little, I'll call you and tell you you're going to be tested next week. People are wondering why there's so many no hitters in perfect games recently. What do you think? You think they all? Base, you think you think hitters are stopping taking steroids? What about pitchers? Are they? Te- well, we have a pitcher trying to come back. Was it in class? Yeah. Corner. Okay. Well, here's the thing. He's he's 50. Steroids so. doesn't help you put the bat on the ball, though. Pa- steroids doesn't do anything for hand-eye coordination. Steroids, steroids it, might be bigger, stronger, well, faster. It might be. They do get stronger. I don't know about faster. But it may. I think it's But recovery. if you look at the best hitters, you look at the little guys, Dustin Pedroia, Buster Posey. They're real they're baseball the, what, they're players. They're real like, baseball yeah, players like that get base hits. And they get on base not because they're taking steroids, but because they know. Runs. And they're not hitting yeah, home runs, they're, but they're getting on base, yeah, so that's yeah, going to break right. up your no-hitter. Which, hitter. that is baseball to me. Hitting home runs is just somebody being different who can put it out the park. They're the Jim, they're the Jim Furyk of golf. Jim Furyk is the mm-hmm. quintessential golfer. Dustin Pedroia is the quintessential baseball player, like David Eckstein, like these little second basemen that are, that are hitting 300. Anyways. So. Down and dirty with Deborah because uh, we got time. Mm-hmm. We're we going to take no commercial breaks, so 888-346-9144 if you want to call in. Bam. All right, I'm going to make it quick, but I'm going to make it really specific. So we're going to talk about pain versus suffering. One of the things I see coming up right now, we've got a few dates, like uh, August 28th, I think it is, and September 2nd, which is when cuts are going to happen in the NFL. You've got teams, you've got 32 teams that have got 90 guys on their roster right now, and that's going to drop down to 53. That's 1,184 guys that are going to be really, really sad, disappointed, upset, ticked off, frustrated that all of a sudden what they thought was their dream is now i got to go find a J-O-B. Um, of that, there's going to be, I think it's eight guys per team that end up on the practice squad. So of that, maybe 256 guys get on the practice squad. There's going to be a lot of guys wondering what they're going to do with the rest of their life. There is a difference between pain and suffering. Pain is something that when it's caused, 
it's inevitable. We're all going to have pain in our life. Somebody breaks a leg, you get hurt, you get hit, you get something goes on in your life, there is pain. Pain can be dialed down. There's techniques that I use with my guys that we can dial down the pain, that we can even in some cases alleviate the pain. But suffering is different. Suffering is something that when you have your expectations that don't match what you thought your reality was, ends up being suffering. Suffering is something that when you feel that the condition that you're in right now, that you're powerless to change it, it's outside of your control, now you're suffering. I've heard from guys right now that are suffering in camp because they see other guys that are potentially going to take their position that they've had for a while. The suffering is something that you can stop. It's optional. Um, when I heard this week, well, just yesterday, actually, about Junior Seau's results where he didn't have any chemicals in his body and his brain tested as if it were fine, it actually made me more sad than I already was before because my thoughts are he was suffering, which means that there was something that could have been done. I think there's something that could have been done no matter what, but certainly could have been done about the suffering. And that's really, really sad. Um, so I just want to put it out there as a point of discussion that there is a choice. And you've got to be able to become aware and notice that when are you in pain and is there something I can do? How can I dial it down? What are some of my options? And they don't need to be chemical options, you know, because, again, the brain and the way we can use our brain in order to dial down the signals from our brain to the rest of our body are, are massive of what can be done. The suffering, there's all sorts of techniques in that that I can teach people to help them not stay in the suffering. So it just really, um, just as a for instance to throw it out there, I had an agent call me this week that said, I got a guy from what he described in every aspect of it was suffering because he was in a position where there was a veteran coming in that was going to take his spot that he'd had for a few years and he's screwing up the way he's playing right now. His family and his agent are afraid to even go to the player and say, I got somebody who can help you to get you back on track so you can earn that position back, either that position or at least look really good for the scouts so somebody else is going to pick you up because, dude, you got talent. But everybody's afraid to even go to him and say, I got somebody who can help. So, I will say this. Uh, 1,184 players uh, possibly cut. You know, some of those guys um, – account bodies anyway right and so so teams um give you the perception that you're going to make this team um but they need to run they need some bodies they to run against to the people with. They, right yeah. with the players they already know um <clears throat> or that they think that's going to make this team for them so they need to see them against somebody else uh, and you might find a diamond rough in that 1184 players which there are every year mm-hmm. and we like why this guy didn't get drafted where does right. guy come from so that's why I tell you guys, whenever you get a chance, then leave it all out on the table. You have nothing to lose at that point. Um, and and I, I do agree that it can always get worse. So at that point, um, you know, you did go to college. What are you going to do? That's why I never put um, football as a goal. Football was never a goal for me. It's like mm-hmm. I, we play football. Most of these guys have been playing football all their lives. Right. We play football in the street in front of my grandmother's house. That's so right. And then you move into Pop Warner. Right. Or, you yeah. always go into the next level. And then if you've got any passion about it or you're serious about it, find a way to perfect yourself. Find a way to get better. Most guys don't think they need any uh, mental help when you're fixing right. your body. You're getting faster, stronger, quicker, but you never fix your mind. Um, what I like about uh, Down and Dirty or I like about clear edge, uh, your clear edge.com, uh, Deborah's uh, uh, profession, 
that you can go there and get some of those things. You can get mm-hmm. some help. You can mm-hmm. sit down. Uh, I was about to ask. I was going to ask Cindy, so I guess I'll ask you now. Are you still doing your your um? Re- more so than ever. More so than ever, because you want yeah, to lose the, weight. The hypnosis. No, I've just been having a. It's been a rough couple of weeks. So yeah. every. But, but don't you? Wouldn't you so do it all the time though? So it'd be <laughs> not when you're just having a rough couple of weeks, just to well, keep you focused. I do it every. I do it every day, and then for a while there, I was backing it off to every other day. Um, but knowing that it's there and it takes a lot less to kick it in now. The more I do it, um, okay. it's in the back of your mind. So sometimes it's when you start job. to stray away from right. that, it's a few seconds just to get it back in right. the core of your head to remind yourself where you want to be instead of where you happen to be in a bad and what place. we're talking about is the um, hypnosis right. that I did with Cindy and also with Kwame and then created a MP3 file that they can listen to whenever they choose and it helps them create automatic patterns by listening to it repetitively. So in, in this in this 1184, this 1108, um, 1184 guys being cut, right. the uh, the benefit is for the team. I get to bring you in at no cost. It costs them nothing to bring you in, um, room and board. You're going to room and board the other guys right. anyway, so you pair them up. There's not, it's not in camp. Camp? And a, lot uh, of, a lot of people don't realize they don't yeah. get paid a lot for camp they don't, they either. They don't get paid. I, like, I know we, we used to get paid $1,000. Yeah, I had heard 800 and something. Yeah, of, yeah. Sometimes it is. If you're right. a first year guy, when right. I'm a first year guy, it was five hundred and or seven hundred dollars. Right. Then as a veteran, you get a certain amount, but it's it's really nothing. It's just for your living expenses because yeah. you can't do anything with it really. Right. So um, it, I think that benefits the team to bring guys in, and and it makes them want to dream. Now it makes them dream mm-hmm. uh, that they possibly can play football. I possibly can play in the NFL. I'm here. I'm here. Why not? Go all in. Right. So, so what are they going to do next when they're alive? Here comes the pain. Um, that doesn't allow you to play because you're thinking about somebody that's taking your job. Somebody every year is going to take your job. If you're that's thinking right. about they're taking your job, that's why they have a draft every year. I don't think they should mm-hmm. draft every year, but there's always a guy. Uh, look, look at the uh, s- situation in Cleveland where uh, Whedon is 28-year-old. Mm-hmm. They say because you're 28, you got to start a job. Colt McCoy can play football. Right. Everybody can play depending on where you go, what system you come in. I'm glad I came to the Cardinals. I didn't get drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, I came in. Under some veterans, but I was allowed to get on the field, and and I said to myself that you don't tell me I can't play football when this is what I would when I did. Right. Now you now you who can't play football have a perception of me. Right. So nobody put their back against the, some of these guys. They don't put their back against the wall and say, okay, let's go do it. I fought every day in camp. I'm, I fought everybody, receivers, right. tight ends, running back. I got in a fight almost every day, but. That's the pain it's tough of to uh, imagine. right. right. The, <laughs> I know. I was just thinking the same thing. Really, you? That's the that's the pain of um right now. The pain happens right now, and then the suffering goes back. You start suffering you, is over and over and yeah, over you, again, you, and it wears you out, and ju- it wears you out physically, right. mentally, emotionally. Which is why, like I say, with Junior, it just r- rips me apart because I know right. that there's things that could have been done to help him there's and other players. There's a lot of things players. that could be done because the NFL has to be seen going an extra mile, but they won't go get the people who's uh, they want to get the people that, like, let's say in this in this state, who can we go get in this state to talk to players? Mm-hmm. Who can we get in Seattle to go talk to players? They feel they can do it on their own by doing these seminars and they do it once a year. I know they won't go. They won't look on check websites out and go or. You well, know, they don't. Some, they, I think part of it's because they don't know and understand what's possible for them because they've never been. What's taught. possible is a bunch of lawsuits right now because the junior sale situation. Some could have been done mm-hmm. to help him because. Right. He was suffering after he But you've he also got to get players to call. 
Because, I mean, I was talking to a guy the other day that, I mean, he's got three rings. He's got three Super Bowl rings. And he said it's the same problem that, you know, there could be help out there, but the guys won't make the phone call to because say, yes, seemed, I'll raise my hand. I need help yeah. because they see it as a form yeah, of weakness. it's weakness. Yeah. That's all NFL which is built. Is, I don't think I need help. I, I got hypnosis. Sure. I mm-hmm. Well, I, NFL is built and bred on toughness, mm-hmm, speed, mm-hmm. and strength. Okay, mm-hmm. and that it, and this and this is not any offense to you because I, I don't agree with this, but it doesn't it, it doesn't it's not part of the formula to get help for anything except for massaging and and you know uh, rehabbing for injuries that you got by being tough. Right. So like this whole thing about and I agree I think sports psychology is very very under uh, underestimated. Think T.O. doesn't need a sports psychologist? I think T.O. I mean like I'm just saying I mean, we don't need to talk yeah, about him, yeah. but I'm saying yeah. him, Randy Moss, all these divas, every single wide receiver in the NFL needs a sports psychologist. That's because they to keep, to keep them grounded. Well, here's the thing too. People have this idea. I mean, I, the the agent that called me the other day and he said, you know, my guy, I don't know if I can tell him he needs a sports psychologist. I said, good, because I'm not. I'm a performance expert. Do I use yeah, sports psychology in what I do? Mm-hmm. Yes. But I don't have to, I don't really care about your mom, your brother, your sister, and you know, what you did as a little kid. I'm looking at where are you, where do you want to be, and what's getting in your way. And we figure that out immediately so that whatever is the greatest amount of pain or suffering you're going through right now or whatever you need, Guys that were going into pro days, like I've mentioned that, you know, needed to bench press a certain weight or needed to run at a certain speed. A couple phone calls, a little bit of hypnosis, a little bit of, you know, techniques that I taught them on breathing and things. Next thing I know, they're breaking their own records. Well, see, that's, you know? I, I think that's, um, you know, they, they have their perceptions coming mm-hmm. in. And I, I mean, I had it, too. I thought you had to be right. big, strong, and fast coming to the NFL. You don't. When I got here, I was already bigger, strong, and faster mm-hmm. than the guys who was already playing in the NFL. Right. I'm like, this is the NFL? This is, this is what... I watched on TV growing up. These guys are guys in my neighborhood that can right. play, but they get sidetracked. I think the uh, the getting bigger and stronger and faster. I think that's BS. I think you if you can lift your own body weight, you are strong enough. You can if you can do that. And now, you are how do you enough. use it? Right. How do you use right. it with the skill and the talent and the nuances of your position? I was faster than some guys, and there were a lot of guys that was faster than me, but they couldn't get on the field because they were stupid. Right. They, now, now you you fix your whole body up, and mentally you can't think. Right. You right. can't think in the fourth quarter. You can't think in situation. Football is just not um, what we think it is uh, from the outside looking in. Look. At, that is a physical game. Uh, uh, that goes without saying. It, everybody. Well, it in, doesn't. It doesn't because you get a you get a fan or fanatic that's watching the game and they see two big three hundred pound guys running into each other and they think, oh, I could do that. You know, I'm big and I'm tough. There is so much technique to doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. There is so much technique to every single position as to what you do, how you balance, how you punch with your arms, or how you use your feet. That it's it's amazing. Right. Everybody is physical enough to do it, but they're not smart enough to do it. They right. they don't see situations. You talk about those big guys who I do not like in football, and they usually all office alarm, and they are lazy. And mm-hmm. football, you can you can spot a coward immediately in a football game. Uh, you can spot him because he's trying to hide. He's trying not to do something. He mm-hmm. gets hurt. He's want to come out the game. Right. Um, but but in football you can find these guys um, without fail, without fail. I mean, in, in life, you know, and, you take any 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 bet they they exist every place I, it we expose, go. It mm-hmm. exposes everything about you, and I think football is one of. The, it's a lot of sports that, that can do that, um, but I think football puts you in that with twenty two guys on the field. It puts you in a, each position is, is under a microscope. When it goes back to what you talked about, like the free agents coming in that um, 
uh, all of a sudden you find those diamonds in the rough and that type of thing. But the same thing with the guys that are drafted first round, second round, and all of a sudden they get on an NFL field and it's like, wh- where did, what did you do with the guy that <coughs> I just Liner. drafted? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Matt well, they can't play yeah. because they, you know, they went to a certain school. You go, to, you guys, there are guys who um, got cut. Because they couldn't really play, but they went to a certain school, and that school was always on TV. So it, it becomes a favorite system, and and I understand all that. But if you're trying, to, it's not about winning all the time because you're doing somebody a favor. If you're talking about winning, put the best guys on the field. Feel at that one time. Right. The best guy is not always on the field, uh, but you, you put him in a situation where he's able to play. But now you can only run certain plays. You talked about the divas. If I'm a quarterback. I can anybody you know everyone in this room can hand the ball off to a running back. Mm-hmm. If I'm a quarterback, I want to throw the ball. So who's getting the ball as a receiver? If you're the best receiver and think you're the best receiver, now I become the guy. I was open. You was you wasn't open. There's two guys on you, mm-hmm. but you always think you open. You feel like you can catch the ball anytime it's in your area. Mm-hmm. That's how they become divers, and we talk about guys like T.O. We talk about Chad Johnson last week, who's an idiot, who got released on his day off. Um, <laughs> a 45-minute conversation uh, or, to say uh, you're not on our team anymore, right? which the coach which, got which, slack for. But, but that's how they become divers. Quarter, as a quarterback, I want to throw the ball. The quarterbacks are divas too, but they they, they they have to throw the ball to somebody. Yeah, well, Tom Brady has thrown the ball to nobody his whole career, so you don't need a diva to throw the ball. No, no, you get you get the right guys on your team, but now you got Tom Brady don't throw deep unless you got a Randy Moss. Or Tom Brady, Brandon Lloyd throw, now, it's yeah, gonna be silly. he never throws deep. So you can get guys who understand the concept of my my offense mm-hmm. or my team. Don't come in here with that nonsense, or you won't play. That's Bill Belichick does a great job at that. Underneath passes, make one guy miss, give me three extra yards. I can play. I can second in. Three is a lot better than second and seven. Yeah, a lot better. Wes Walker made a career yeah. off that. Exactly. Yeah. I can I can game plan you. I can get two two and a half plays, two and a half yards to play, and I can't be stopped. If you can do that, you have four downs. Are you willing to do it on that fourth down? Most teams not. Right. Um. But but the pain and suffering, uh, as Deborah mentioned, there are things you can do. There's there's a lot of um help out there, but the NFL feel they can do it on their own by going around the circuits, the 32 teams and. Doing a symposium in it, which don't work. I have a quick question. Can you suffer while being in the position that you're, while being in the exact position you want to be in? Like, say you didn't make the Pro Bowl, so you're suffering. You're like, is there a way to have positive suffering? Suffering that, that like. If you respond to it. Well, it's like, okay, so say Randy Moss comes back this year, he has a thousand yard season, and he wants to prove himself, he wants to make the Pro Bowl, and he doesn't. Like, is there, I'm sure it's another Absolutely. word for it. Absolutely. There's, well, there's all sorts of, it's like anything else. Pain can be intense pain or it can be a little bit of pain. Suffering can be that light suffering or it can be deep and intense, you know, shock under the chest type of thing. No, so curious. there can be levels of it. If you want more of this show, uh, you want more information on this, you want more information on pain and suffering, uh, down and dirty with Deborah. That was the segment. Uh, YourClearEdge.com. Check out the website. Definitely, definitely the good thing. Um, Clancy's, uh, you know, check out Clancy's at Twitter. Uh, hey, Clancy's Corner. Yeah, yeah. What? Um, Thanks, Sandy, What's up? Okay. <laughs> and come out to the Celebrity Bowling Tournament. Come bowl. Come bowl. Come, come bowl. give her. We, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have Call some me. stuff. Out, we'll have some stuff on that because Marte tore his Achilles up being a Neanderthal. Um, but that's the, that's the show. Uh, thank you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Check out the um, uh, websites and those things, and then Twitters. Um, I'll be out in um, <laughs> Twitter be, and LinkedIn and Facebook and do yeah, it all. Yeah. Find me anywhere. I'll be at the bar. <laughs> thank you. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>
Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.